Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You can't be embarrassed. You're good at anything and everything except for singing, and I'm pretty sure your singing is going to be better than mine. God, I'm, I'm having flashbacks to junior high. Last time I tried singing this. Kanashimi wo nemura asete yasashi sami yurete tanara. You are damn right. Lauren El Manzano. Can't sing. <laughs> that was amazing. I am so happy. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Neural Nerds are talking music. Boom! Intro done. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so good. Your accent, by the way, is really good. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neural Nerds. Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good about that. Welcome to the. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's that has to be it. Hi guys. Hey. I just can't. Perfect. I can't believe I did that. You guys did not see, and I low key think Joe took a video of it. But of me, I literally had my hands over my face while I was trying to sing that. All right, I may or may not have taken a few seconds of that video of that. That was amazing. So Lauren swears she can't sing. It was you just disproved that with your amazing singing right now of this oh, Japanese uh, animation song. I don't, I don't know what that was. Kind of writing on what we were talking last week, which was revisiting our childhood anime. So one thing that's really amazing of like, I guess maybe nowadays it would be called like old school anime because I don't watch anything new and I don't know if the new ones do it. But what they used to do is the voice actors for most of the animes, they would put out character songs. So your voice actors were usually very good singers as well as amazing voice actors. So they would put out music as the characters. They would sing as the characters and or they would sing the music that was used. Um, one of my favorite animes, which was, it was called Weisskreutz, which is German for a Japanese show. Wait, what? <laughs> that just hurt my brain. 
So yeah, yeah, it was the Japanese yeah, anime, yeah, but they named themselves yeah, Weisskreuz, which means White Cross in German, but that was the Japanese title. The main four guys in the show, the main characters, were also the band who sang the music for the opening and the closing, and it's amazing. In English, it was called Night Hunters. There was a, a, a while that was popular. But this song that I just sang is from Fushigi Yugi, and that was an anime that I used to watch in junior high. And this was... The song is called Kazano Uta, and it was the Noriko character song. So I am thoroughly embarrassed. You shouldn't be. You you should be more embarrassed that you watch that show than your singing <gasps> performance. The, wow. the okay. singing performance. I, I gotta tell you, I mm. was expecting the worst. It wasn't bad. Like you you were moderately in tune. Like okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I'll say this. anything you do to me is amazing right like like you you could literally right now drinking that coffee i'm like oh my god there's nobody that drinks coffee better than oh tea it's tea i can see the tea bag tea it's it's hibiscus tea like any like you drink hibiscus tea better than anyone like that's just how i feel because i'm a huge fan of yours right Wow. I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, it was just like the most magnificent thing. In comparison to how you spoke about it, it was like Mariah Carey, right? <laughs> but yeah. in reality, like if you did karaoke, you shouldn't be embarrassed. It'd be fun. Mm. Let, you know what? Lauren, let's do some karaoke someday. Oh, God. Like when things I are have, like open again, yeah. let's make it happen. So I have four karaoke songs that are not in English because I, for some reason, <laughs> sing better not in English. Um I- I don't know. I don't know. So the whole thing about this, guys, is have you all felt this phenomenon where you will have not heard a song for 10, 15 years and then you hear it and you're like, wait, I know these lyrics. Guys, I couldn't I had not found this song. I didn't even know it was on Spotify for years. And I stumbled over it a couple days ago and I was like, oh, my God, I remember all the lyrics to a song in a language I don't speak. How? Why? And this got me really wondering, like, how does like how do we store this information, especially right. for the brain injured? That's amazing. Like, it, it, there's something about, I guess, music. It's just like taste and it's like a sense. Right. Like when you hear it, when you smell it, when you taste it, it'll bring you back to like a place. I, I don't know. My entire life, I have like this weird thing. Clearly, I have a weird brain. Yes. This is before the brain injury. I can listen to a song. I used to be able to listen to a song one time. And get about 70, 80% of the lyrics down if the song spoke to me. Like, it was just, well, like, this thing that I had. Well, let's be real. Most songs are not that complicated. Oh, well, you... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I had this thing. So all of my friends are musicians. And then I would do... It was like a party trick almost. They had, like... One of my really good friends had this book. And it was every charted song from, I think, like, the 40s on into, like, today. And from, I think it was 68, 69, all the way to, like, current day... I knew 90 to 95% of every lyric of every top 10 song. It was weird. It was, it was like, it was a bizarre thing. I'll throw out a song. I just start like naming it. I was like a commercial, but after the brain injury, yeah, it doesn't work that way anymore. I actually have to learn songs like normies. Oh no, your superpowers gone. I don't have a lot of superpowers, Lauren. It's already been established. I'm a damsel in distress. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a power in itself. So that got me thinking and I started doing some researching and looking up into like, wow, like why, why, like, like it's a, 
for those of you in college, right, or who went to college or were in high school at some point, y'all, I'm sure, could recall Baby Hit Me One More Time, but God forbid you knew what needed to go on your final the next day, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> right? Like, that was, I, I remember, that's, I was like, wait, why is there all this, like, useless knowledge? Like, is there a cabinet in my brain that says song lyrics, and it's just the biggest cat like it's like i'm having a what's that movie with um morgan freeman and um jim carrey morgan oh, uh, Freeman's bruce God. almighty bruce almighty you know when he pulls open the cabinet and it just shoots all the way out of the building i'm like <laughs> is that what it's like in our brains like we just have this like expanding cabinet of random useless song lyrics i mean i'm chock yes. full of random knowledge but like the amount of song lyrics and again in other languages i do not actually speak Yes. Yeah. I like you had like the never ending um, uh, drawer for me. It, I always see it as like Indiana Jones and um, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end of the movie where they take the Ark of the Covenant and they put it in that box and it's this giant warehouse with like thousands and thousands of boxes. That's like all of our memories, you know, and sometimes the, the memories, the ridiculous ones that I have are all up front near the door. The ones that like are really kind of important are kind of hidden. And that little old man has to go with his little cart and go get it. You know, that's why like it takes me forever sometimes to be like, wait, what was I talking about? What were we doing? Oh, it's that little old man. He just takes his time getting there. All right, then. <laughs> so that got me thinking about, OK, what is that expanding cabinet thingy? Right. And because Lauren does actual research and from like credible sources, because let's be real in these days and times, there were so many people out there who have obviously not had to write a paper in school where they had to cite legitimate sources. Um, right. You, so you do, you just don't go straight to Wikipedia. Uh, no. And I don't go to Facebook <laughs> and I don't just pick the first Google um, article. So, uh, you know, cause that's what, okay. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other <laughs> issue guys. So apparently, thanks to reading an article from Dartmouth University, a legitimate Ooh. university. Yeah, Ooh, I know, right? Fancy. A group of researchers learned that the part of our brain that handles information from our ears, so like when we listen and hear music, is our brain's auditory cortex. That Ooh. is what holds on to our musical memories. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. That sounds fancy. Right? So that was a really cool thing to be like, okay, so there is a specific cabinet in our brain that takes in the things we hear for our music and puts it away there. So they had done a study where they were trying to see if people listened to music and then they muted it, right? So you heard a song that you would know or something like that, and then they muted it. And they found that most people couldn't help continuing the song in their heads. And when they did this, uh, I'm quoting guys, the auditory cortex remained active, even though the music had stopped. So they were saying like, that's the part of the brain that was being triggered from hearing this stuff. Right. And so like they're saying, it's like, it's the ear isn't actually hearing the song. The brain is perceptually hearing it. Oh my God. Like that's oh, right. That's wow. That right. So your ears aren't hearing it. Your right. brain is hearing it. That's your, your brain's ear. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Because right? like, I would think, I don't know, it's, just, it's like the whole process of, okay, music goes in here and then it gets processed there. But if there's no music actually coming in, the brain is still perceiving what that music is. That's weird. 
Yeah. Like I, I was like, that's really cool. But that's like how amazing our brains are, guys. Remember, we talked about how powerful our brains are, even if they're, you know, damaged, like they're awesome. And the neuroplasticity that we have and everything that can change and adjust and grow, it's pretty damn cool. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash the neuronerds and browse the massive selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash the neuronerds. The brain is fascinating. You know what? I, I'm really fascinated with the brain because my brain is completely different after my brain injury. You know, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of things that I was able to do before, like I can't do. No, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I can't do as well as I used to. So specifically right. when it comes to like music, lyrics, I was a freak. I would be able, I knew all, every lyric ever to ever, every song. And now ever, like I ever song to ever song to ever song. I know ever lyrics. <laughs> so I used to be able to listen to a song once, twice. and I got it all. Now it's like, I have to listen to it over and over and over again. When I was in occupational therapy, I would actually have to write down the lyrics. Oh, and I hated it. Lauren, I hated it so much. It was just terrible. But now, a few years later, after doing that, after you know, I did it for, what, like two years. After I did that, now I can actually listen to music and start to remember and memorize the lyrics just by listening to it um, audibly. Or maybe I'm not even listening to it. Maybe my brain is just perceiving what the music is and I'm remembering it that way because the brain is fascinating. Well, and that's really interesting because a lot of therapy for brain injury survivors, one of the things a lot of that is recommended in like your like Science Today kind of websites or even like the like, what what, what do you call those? Like the like the blogger mommy oh, yeah. kind of <laughs> articles or blog is writing down song lyrics is they recommend that you write them over and over so you can memorize the song lyrics and say them out loud as a mechanism to help in recovering brain injury. However, I have found some more interesting stuff. Guys, like I said, I did research. Um, <laughs> and so one was on, and, and I know we have some some of our neuro nerds that do have this, which is le- if you have damage to your left temporal lobe on your brain, right? Let's say you can recall the lyrics or and you can recall the mem- uh, the melody, but what if you can't actually recall the name of the song? Actually, now that I think about it, do I have damage on my left side? Wait, yeah, um, where, where was the yeah, impact? Back here, my left side. Oh, that's Not your close. left side, yeah. I'm just having an epiphany, y'all. Uh, but anyways, I can still recall things, but hmm. Okay, but apparently, is damage to the left temporal lobe, the, oh, how they say this, the brain's left temporal pull. Okay. Uh, yeah, the pole is damaging. This region can make it difficult to remember the titles for songs, famous or otherwise. It has been uncovered by new research, which is actually very interesting. And one of these grad students on this paper said that the left temporal lobe is a convergent zone that is not devoted to a single stimulus modality. And what that says is that the finding supports the theory that the area is an important region for naming unique items, regardless of stimulus modality. So that's usually like naming, you know, famous places, person, place, or thing. That's why there can be damage there. I think this is also when you have a left side stroke. 
that can result in aphasia. That's where verbal comprehension still exists, but the ability to speak or find the right words is lost. Yes. Right. That's, and I believe, and uh, we have a, a lot of people. Yeah. And we have quite, we have quite a few listeners of ours that do have aphasia. Right. And so there is, so there's a couple things that I found very interesting is that, so what one study did, and this was the University of Iowa, is they did an experiment where they had 10 patients with left temporal lobe damage, 10 brain damage comparison patients. So that's like right temporal lobe or other brain damaged areas and 10 participants with no brain damage. And what they found is what they did is they played 52 famous melodies. Again, these would be the 52 songs that you would probably know, Joe. Um, (laughs) Right. And they said what they found was that while there was no difference in recognizing the melody, right? So let's say you had uh, somewhere over the rainbow is all 30 participants, there was no difference in the groups of like being like, oh, that sounds like that song. It was that the left temporal pole patients named significantly fewer melodies than the brain damage comparison patients and the control group. They said they named approximately 50% of the melodies correctly while the other groups did 80%. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's a significant difference. Yeah. And what their their theory is, is that recalling the names you know, proper names is a right or wrong answer, right? It's only one answer. Whereas something like a melody is they can, you can pull from different parts of your brain to try and flesh out like kind of contextual clues. So it's like, okay, I think this is like a Dorothy, right? Like you get an image of Dorothy, maybe you get an image of a rainbow, you know, some Toto action going, right? Um, but not the down rains in Africa kind, you know, <laughs> but like, so they're saying is like, we can recognize the melody cause it's more of like a contextualization of mm-hmm. that melody. Whereas the name of it is there's only one right answer. So that when there's a damage oh. to that part of the brain, it can't come up with that one word, that one proper name. And right. so that's their theory. And they're looking to do another experiment at some point with the right temporal lobe damage to people. And and their expectation is that they might not be able to recognize melodies. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like it's this, this thing that, that we both hurt, we both harmed (laughs) the beam. (laughs) It's fascinating. It it, it really is. And like the more and more we, we still, we know nothing. Our brains are like the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Our brains, like we don't know there's so much that we don't know. Our brain is like the universe, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so much out there. We still have no idea. Like we're still, we just found out recently about neuroplasticity. Well, I was like, I like how you compared that to like the universe. They've done comparisons where you take an image of what scientists have mapped as the universe with galaxy clusters and the neighborhoods and all the different galaxies. And if you take like a big screenshot, so if you guys have ever looked up the cosmic uh, CMB, the cosmic microwave background, background microwave background image, um, it's a huge map of the universe and they can see the temperatures of the universe. Well, they have one with like basically a map of all the known galaxies in the universe right Mm -hmm. they have done like a picture of that and then you come you look at a picture of like a neuron and what our brain is mapped and they're eerily similar are we in galactus you know what i mean like are we in a celestial i mean i mean at this point like we could be we could be in nowhere you know what i mean like we could be in like the head of a celestial right now well you know like they say we're all made of stardust like 
I fancy myself Ziggy Stardust. And no, oh. you are not David Bowie. You are oh, not I'm hot not enough. Bowie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Mm-mm. hey. I draw the if line. You, if you close your eyes no. and think, <laughs> I could be. Uh, you know? I would probably have to have a lobotomy or have my whole brain removed. So what you're saying is there's a chance <laughs> that I look like David Bowie. I'll take it. I'll take it however it works out. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Because of my stroke, it's hard to get through reading books. But thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neuro Nerds. Boom! it's weird so i have a weird brain not that we all all of us we all have weird brains but i had my right basal ganglia bursts so but i do have tremors in my right hand and it's always crisscross so apparently my stroke it was a a high blood pressure induced hemorrhagic stroke with extension and i guess the extension whatever that means somebody tell me (laughs) that caused the tremors in my right hand and I was talking to um, Dr. Sullivan. She's the one that explained it to me. She was like, oh, so it was the right side. It should be your left side. But the extension and that's, yeah, so is a whole thing. Brain is fascinating. What also fascinates me about the brain is we can have the exact same thing, like to a T. Mm-hmm. And the result is just completely different. That blows Absolutely. my mind. Like it blows my mind. Talking about aphasia, because I know a lot of a lot of people who have strokes usually have some sort of damage to that. And again, like I said, that was left side stroke damage. It reminds me, it, it, I always think of Brian. Hello, Brian. Nerd. Love Brian. Seriously he's inspired so cool. by that guy every day. He, he really is. He's, he's like the coolest cool dude in the world. And he's super sweet. I know he has aphasia. And so throughout researching this and reading some of these articles, one of the things is talking about the parallels between spoken word and music with the brain. And there is similarities and differences. One of the things they're saying is that somehow putting more emphasis or more encouragement on using songs, lyrics, and music can assist in people recovering from aphasia or assisting in their recovery. In this article that I did read, so one of the says here, for those who suffer from aphasia, their brain lesion is often located in what's called the Broca's area. And so speech is slow, not fluent and hesitant with great difficulties in articulation. I know someone who's an elderly who had a stroke who does have this as well. And so, but that says here that yet despite the loss of speech, many people with this type of aphasia can sing complete lyrics to familiar songs. But oftentimes a lot of clinicians, they assume a complete separation between singing and speaking. And so instead of giving an aid or saying like, oh, music helped or singing helped, they just say, oh, it just healed itself, right? Mm-hmm. But so I'm reading here, it says, so this is a direct quote, guys. It says, but there are several cases in which a patient has recovered speech through the systemic use of rhythmic patterning, patterning, sorry, I can't even read, leading first to recovery of familiar lyrics and words embedded in songs. 
then to self-initiation of normal fluent speech. Like, how awesome is that, right? Like, that, that's amazing. Can, can I tell you what's really funny? So you mentioned Brian in particular, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder because he's a huge music guy. Mm-hmm. He he's constantly like he posts a lot of like old eighty songs, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you, several of them have made my my playlist. I didn't even know about some artists. I'm like, oh, this this song is dope. Like, I li- hey Brian, keep them coming. But one of his big steps in recovery, and his and what's great, uh, what I love, he shares his aphasia journey, which mm-hmm. is great. Like it, it really is, it's super inspiring, not just to me, but like so many other people. But he went to a concert. He went to oh, a concert. Awesome. It was like so dope. I was like so proud and so happy. I was like, you know, like it was like one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I just want to like reach through like the phone and just give him a hug. It was just such a big moment. I really wonder if the fact that he is so into music and the fact that during his recovery, a huge part of it has been music centric is why he's recovered so well. That's fascinating. Well, so a scientist from the Neuroscience Institute of, in California theorizes that rhythm and song, which are inherently predictable, may create a supralinguistic structure that helps cue what is coming next in an utterance, which is why that can help people regain speech or an ability to say more complicated or more extended phrases. Because song and rhythm, again, that's something that's really innate to our body. One of the reasons we know song lyrics so well is because our brains are actually made for oral history. Like we're, that's how history was passed down for generations before writing was invented. Song, music, oral histories, that's how we memorize. Like I always think of like the Odyssey, Homer, right? That is one of the, the epics. That was all sung. I believe there's, oh God, my Greek, my Greek myth nerd is about to lose it. Is there <laughs> 12 books or 19 books in the, Od- in, no, no, in the Iliad? I know it's 20 plus seasons of The Simpsons and Homer. So, I mean, there's that. No one I'm come sure for they... me. I can't remember how many books. <laughs> come on, nerds, attack. <laughs> I know the first line is, oh, I sing. Oh, no, I can't remember. Is it I sing the rage of Achilles? Oh, someone shoot me. And, <laughs> but, no, I can't Damn it. But that's what they're, the, one of the things in considering brain injury recovery, especially from something like aphasia, is incorporating music because it may help people initiate sounds. It may help them predict sounds and help them extend their abilities to, to speak. So like lyrics and music are important to your brain injury recovery, guys. That's amazing. That really is. You know, it's funny. And I think, wait, so, okay. So I have a, a, a good friend now. She's, she is the sweetest human being in the world. Her name is Barbara and she is always yelling at me to not curse. She's like, Joe, you, you curse a lot. I said, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what? I should introduce Barbara to you. She'll yell at you all the time. (laughs) Oh, there's 24 books in the Iliad. Okay. So, oh, that's hey, you split the difference, right? No, you didn't. It was much more. (laughs) I said 12 or 19. So I was shy. Well, hey, I got your defense. Those are numbers. So, I mean, you know, it's all there. So, okay. So Barbara, when she speaks, when she just speaks in her normal voice, she Mm -hmm. has a very difficult time making the word, like she has all the words, but actually like laying them out. It's very, it's, it's almost like a stutter. It's Mm -hmm. very like, and it's, she, it's hard. She's very, it's very difficult for her. It's very shaky and it's Mm -hmm. very, very slow when she sings. And I, 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 I'm not saying this lightly. It'll bring tears to your eyes. She has the sweetest, most amazing, powerful voice that will give you chills. And it's flawless. There's no hiccup. There's no. But when she speaks, she has that shake 
and that and that 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 stutter and that happened after her stroke after her brain injury but when she sings it is she has the voice of an angel like it is amazing it is so beautiful what music does to our recoveries you know yes and actually there is a thing for that i feel like i'm like and there's a and, and there's a thing for that so again in this this is anecdotal but but there's you know they're showing that so, so she was a stroke survivor, I believe. No, no, she was not a stroke survivor. This woman had dysarthria. I don't know. She was in a, a coma for like three months. And so she had no, she had lost like vocal tone and she couldn't talk. But they said, and again, this could also go to the practicing, but there's a reason why like people stut who stutter or have a raspy voice can now, it can like sing beautifully. It says here that the rhythm provided the rhythm of a melodic line of music provided a natural timing timing mechanism for breathing and the melody enabled the patient to lend a more natural sound to the phrase so then you could apply that outside of therapy in order to speak longer clearer phrases and even sentences that's amazing you know what's just great the fact that they researched this and they mm -hmm. figured it out and it's actually being put into effect in helping people i think i think that's awesome Oh yeah, like, I, yeah I, I'm a huge fan of music. Music is the soundtrack of life. I don't know where I'd be without it, you know. And um, speaking of music, I don't know where I'd be without your rendition of that Japanese animation song. Guys, Lauren, it's no. epic. It's epic. No, no, no. burn it, kill it with fire. <laughs> there is a reason <laughs> people pay me money to dance and not to sing. Hey, I gotta tell you, we should have a vote to see if that becomes <gasps> our new intro music. If, if it does, guys, I quit. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> no! No, it's so good! <laughs> Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuronerds. Wait, okay, so when you had your brain injury, did you have any aphasia? Because I know you had trouble with word recall. I still did they have ever that. mention that? Okay, with word recall? Yeah. It's not a, you know what's, okay, so I've, every once in a while, there's like a, a couple like um, minutes, mm -hmm. but it's significantly less than like when we first met. You know, not that it was all the time, but it was, it was more often, you know? Yeah. Did, did you have aphasia? Did the doctor say that you had aphasia? No. No, I, no. I believe I did when I was in the hospital, at least for a small amount of time. I mm -hmm. was aphasic. I don't know. Is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word. Don't <laughs> so try I, to make I, fetch happen. <laughs> I had a little bit of aphasia when I was in the hospital, but but that was it. I didn't have I didn't have it. You know, thank goodness coming out. There was a like the, maybe a year ago, and I cannot find it because Instagram, like you can't find anything from a year ago. There was a fan of ours who messaged me. And I, at first I thought it was Brian, but I don't think it was. And it, it didn't come up on my, my messages. But one of the things that someone had mentioned, because originally I was like, oh, it's just word recall, like the word, you know, whatever. But he mentioned that it might be a type of aphasia or like aphasia light or something like that. Maybe I was aphasic, like you're saying. <laughs> but because he's like, oh, I'm not I'm not trying to diagnose you or anything, but this is what it sounds like. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I didn't think about that. 
And for the life of me, I cannot remember where I saw it. Again, brain injury. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with uh, Lauren being aphasic. Right. right. <laughs> I really hope aphasic is not a word and means something weird. I'm like, where's Urban Dictionary when you need it? But yeah, oh, God, don't look it. Don't look I know, it up. right? But it was an idea that like it might be something. Let's see. Oh, aphasic is a word. Okay. It has oh. to do with the loss of understanding or using spoken written language. Okay. So look at us using words that are like words. Oh, Joe dumbed his way into awesomeness. Yeah, this is how I live my life. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I'm a big proponent about the power of music. I'm a musician. I played two instruments since I was a child and I listen to music every day for dance. And I'm very much about connecting to the emotional the emotional aspect of music in order to use it as therapy and to express your emotions. So I am a big proponent of integrating music therapy into your recovery. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is to me, it's the soundtrack of life. And speaking of emotion, if you've ever seen Lauren dance to some of the songs, it's, it's, a, it's an emotional journey. Like it's beautiful. Like it, it, it will, and I know it sounds weird because, all right, I'm just going to just say it as clear as day. Lauren's ass is hanging out. She's in like the tallest, heels i've ever seen in my life but she like gives her all of her energy and all of her emotion and you can see it in every move there's hmm. been like two i think it was your 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 last the last time you meddled oh and mm -hmm. i was watching you dance and i was like oh wh why why am i misty it was beautiful there's just something so okay for me just like watching you it seems like it's so freeing you know mm -hmm. lauren is one I, clearly i can rave about her forever She's one of the sweetest people in the world. She's also one of the most awkward human beings in the world. As she's proving <laughs> right now with that face. <laughs> that was not on you purpose. You guys can see that. That was amazing. But but she is. But to see her so comfortable and natural <laughs> uh, on a pole or dancing. And it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's kind of like... Have you ever seen this is such a weird such a weird thing. We're going for pole dancing, brain injury, this is music. Have you ever seen the My Little Pony documentary? No. I got to tell you, it is no joke. It's one of my top 5 favorite documentaries in history. It's so good. I defy you not to cry, but you have all of these outcasts that kind of come together with a mutual love of this one thing and by the end of it, I was ugly crying. It was so beautiful just to see these people, these awkward, sometimes outcast people bonded by this one thing. It kind of reminds me of our community. Like we are really a bunch of ragtag group of weirdos, but we come together and we are so caring and loving. We feel at home when speaking to one another. And that's such a beautiful thing. That's kind of how I feel when you dance. I'm like, oh my God, are we bronies? <laughs> oh, that's actually what it's called it's called the brony documentary oh my gosh that's adorable <laughs> lauren if you don't watch this and then cry you have no soul you're a ginger you'll be a ginger after that yeah um, please insert disclaimer that we we love gingers and they're totally welcome to be neuroner i i adore gingers my friend bry is a ginger as much as she wants to fight it you're ginger bry sorry you are and i just met a witch recently oh. i did i did she lives in salem and she she's pagan and she calls herself a witch. She's really sweet. And she's a ginger. Well, she says she's not a ginger. She's like, I'm just a redhead. I'm not a ginger. There's a difference. And I'm like, actually, there's not, at least to me. <laughs>
Wow. Okay. So let's like move away from insulting people. And yeah, guys, that's, <laughs> what is your experience with music? Where, how has music influenced your recovery? And if you did have, if you had aphasia or have aphasia or is music being incorporated into your recovery process? We want to know. If it isn't, it you might want to take a look at that because it could be a huge help in your recovery. Mm-hmm. Lauren, thank you for all the research. This has been very informative. You know, it's 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 been amazing. Also, definitely take a look at some of Lauren's old clips on her Instagram oh, of her God. dancing, especially at oh. competitions. Oh man, it like really, it's it's like it's an emotional roller coaster, and, <laughs> and some of them, just full disclosure, some of them you're gonna be like. How is she dancing that way to Rammstein? Like, how does that work? I don't understand how that works. It's like Feel free metal. to tip, guys. Feel free to tip. Virtual tips are accepted. <laughs> it's amazing. Lauren, you are awesome as always. And again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and the energy to do this distantly because you, again, James Brown of everything that you do. She woke up at like the butt crack of dawn and she has worked literally up until this very moment. This woman needs rest. She needs sleep. Somebody send her like a, a, a at home spa or something. Oh, that sounds really good. I want to go to a spa. What? All right, guys. One day. We're One done day. or else I'm going to be day. fantasizing about the spa I can't go to. Oh, well, please, whatever you do, just don't make yummy noises and I'll be good. So definitely, guys, if you guys have a favorite song, a favorite art, please, that's a weird face. I know you're thinking of Jason Momoa and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so if you guys have a favorite artist, if you guys have a favorite song, like let us know. I have several because, again, music, soundtrack of life. And Lauren's face is my favorite <laughs> thing that I've ever seen in life right now. You guys are totally missing out <laughs> on that we'll weird a- Lauren we'll- We'll make a playlist, guys, with Lauren and Joe's spot on Spotify. We'll do like Lauren and Joe's favorite songs, like top ten. Neuro nerd playlist. What? I'm so happy. I'm so happy that that literally that just that just tickled me. And on this, Lauren just made a squishy face. It was very strange. Earlier, she kind of looked like a dinosaur. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> strange musical note. This neuro nerd and that neuro amazing Incredi human being are both. Out? Are you? Are you? Wait. Are that's? Are, are you a moose? What I think. That? I think I was a moose meet like one of those Venus flytraps. Moose. <laughs> Venus flytrap. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on. 